0: Hey, welcome to Moving Forward with Young Voices here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. We are happy to start out today by reconnecting with Alex Salter. Alex, you are a professor of economics, and you're going to have to remind me, uh, I, I know you're in Texas, but you'll have to remind me the school where you teach.
1: No problem. It's Texas Tech University.
0: All right. And I've, I have seen you doing a ton of writing here lately. Uh, see a lot of your articles being published nationally, as well as I think you have a new book that uh, recently just published.
1: That's right. I had my first book uh, on monetary policy come out at the end of May. And I've been doing a lot of writing related to that, also about other topics. And uh, I just had an article come out in the print edition of the Wall Street Journal today about the gold standard and why we need to reconsider it.
0: Ah, no, you're talking my language. That's, that's a conversation I would love to have. So, uh, let's, let's first of it. all, let's define what is the gold standard. For people who, I don't know, haven't been around since 1971 or 1974, whenever we went off of it, what, what do we mean when we say the gold standard?
1: That's right. Now, that's actually a pretty tricky question, because when you say the gold standard, you can mean any one of a number of different ways in which money is somehow tied to gold. And the article that I, my co-author, Will Luther, wrote for The Wall Street Journal, we talk about the gold standard in the sense of the monetary unit, like the dollar, is defined as a certain weight of gold, and that's it. So there's, that's compatible with a number of other things that you could pair with the banking system, with some other alternative monetary institutions. You could, in theory, have a gold standard with the central bank, uh, but historically I wouldn't recommend that since those two things just don't mix. <laughs> but at its broad level, the gold standard just really means that the basic monetary unit is in some way tied to and redeemable for gold, and that's going to help tie down the money supply.
0: Okay, now let's let's ask the other $64,000 question. Why did America depart from the gold standard that it was using?
1: Great question. So America departed from the gold standard in a number of ways. And the gold standard, first of all, never worked terribly well in the United States because it was always hampered by uh, costly regulations that made the banking system not work so well, Eventually, we paired the gold standard with the Federal Reserve, our central bank, and we already discussed those two things don't work well together. And eventually, in 1971, President Nixon did what economists call closing the gold window, basically ended the redeemability of gold, dollars for gold by foreign central banks. And we've been on a fiat money standard ever since. Now, if you really want to look at how the gold standard worked well, you need to look to places like Canada. Canada. Through for, for its history up until it got a central bank in the early 20th century, uh, Scotland during the late 17th and early 18th centuries, good. Sweden during the 19th century. These are all successful places where you had gold-backed money, but you also had what we call a free banking system. Basically, the banking system was free to take deposits, to issue notes and other liabilities redeemable in gold, and those bank liabilities were typically what circulated day-to-day as money. So you wouldn't actually see that much physical gold changing hands, although it did exist, but what was important was the banking system, a free enterprise bank system combined with gold, created a great degree of economic stability and also kept governments honest.
0: Well I like the sound of both things. I mean I I'm a believer in in gold in the sense that uh, boy even though you can't eat it it seems to always have been desirable and and uh, divisible and and fungible. However, um I, I'm curious, wh- where did America lose its free market approach? Because free enterprise was uh, – I thought that was one of the products of, of the whole American system of government was, was supporting free enterprise. How did our, our banking system and the gold standard that was within it depart from free market economics?
1: Yeah, tragically, uh, that free enterprise can-do spirit that really does, I think, characterize the United States in many ways just never actually did apply to money and banking. In the earliest days of the nation you had this highly populous suspicion of banks uh, because of that you often had costly regulations on the banking system that made the overall banking system artificially fragile the two regulations that economists frequently talk about are on the one hand banks had to hold government debt as collateral and they weren't allowed to issue liabilities like banknotes unless they held a certain amount of government debts as collateral. Well that's bad because it ties the money supply to the value of government debt which is a political decision. Right you typically don't want the money supply being tied to any variable uh that's being jockeyed over in the political arena and on top of that there are almost always restrictions on branching so if you open a bank you could only have one branch well as anybody who knows anything about finance is going to tell you that artificially increases your exposure to geographic specific risk if you're one bank in a farming state Right. And there's a bad crop and farmers can't repay all the loans that they took out to move their crops to market. Right. That's it. Your bank is going under. If you can branch out and have a branch also in San Francisco and New, and New York and diversify your portfolio, that's not as much of a problem. So unfortunately, for various reason, reasons, the United States never had a healthy banking system. And all of its problems were due to these bad political regulations and not with gold.
0: How interesting. Let me ask you this. Is it feasible to return to a gold standard? I mean, would we have to get rid of our central banking system and and fiat currency in order to do this, Or, or could it be done? I'm of
1: the personal opinion that if we go back to a gold standard, it should be whole hog. There's no reason for there to be a central bank on the gold standard. In fact, I would argue that trying to manage, quote unquote, the gold standard works worse than either just gold or just fiat. It's like the worst of all worlds. Again, like oil and water, these two institutions just don't mix. And it's probably best that we don't try in terms of actually going back to gold. I would love it if we could actually have that happen but i just don't see the political coalition there i don't think that it's going to be in any politicians or group of politicians interest to sort of push for that but that doesn't mean that we can't learn from the gold standard and use it to reform the monetary institutions that we have the greatest thing about the gold standard was that it made adjustments in the money supply automatic it's a free market approach to money that had the supply of money respond to changes in the demand for money so not only does that make birch, uh, use the virtues of free enterprise systems to sort of use the, the profit-seeking business of banks to manage the money supply effectively, it also does a really good job at managing economic stability. So what does that mean for us today? If we want to replicate the good features of the gold standard, we don't actually need to go back to gold. We can still keep central banking. We just need to tightly bind its hands with rules. We need to put central banking on a strict rule-based framework. And adopt a rule that mimics some of the beneficial properties of the gold standard. It won't probably be as good, but it can be good enough for government purposes, which at this point in time, I think I would be more than happy with.
0: One of the objections that I've heard regarding any kind of a return to the gold standard is that there just simply isn't enough gold in the world. How would you answer that?
1: By definition, there's always enough gold in the world for the gold standard, right? It's just a matter of what the ratio is. In terms of dollars to gold when we went off the gold standard i think the ratio was one ounce of gold was valued at 35 dollars officially that was the quote unquote gold standard price of the dollar i use quotes because that's not actually a price right it's not actually an exchange ratio between two goods it's just like fixing the definition of a yard or a meter it's picking a, it's picking a measurement. So yeah, there's been a lot of price inflation since then. so you couldn't return to a gold standard at the old parity, right? There might not be enough gold for that. But there's no reason that you need to return to the gold standard at the old parity. Government organizations are holding so much gold. There are so many dollars in the circulation. It's a fairly straightforward calculation if the United States wanted to unilaterally go back to gold-based money to make that happen. Now, it's not quite that easy. There are other things that you need to take account of and with respect to capital flows across nations and things like that. But the objection that there's not enough gold really impels the question, well, that all just depends on what the actual ratio is in terms of what the dollar is as a monetary unit in terms of how much gold it's worth. And we can always set that number to be at an appropriate level given our current circumstances. So that's not going to be a fatal objection to the gold standard. We can, we can easily adapt to that.
0: And it seems like our technology has advanced to the point where, you know, gold used to be measured in ounces and half ounces, tenth ounces and so forth. Um, I imagine we could probably get it down to just about the molecular level. Okay, I've got five molecules of gold. What can I get for that? Well, here's your gumball or something, you know, along those lines.
1: If you really wanted to, perhaps you could go that far and do it that way. I'm not opposed to the idea of exploring alternatives, right? And it doesn't, by the way, it doesn't even need to be only gold, right? There are other alternatives out there. There's silver, there's Bitcoin, right? There are all these really interesting assets that we could use that might actually be better for our circumstances, whether it's gold or not as a question that requires judgment. I think the point that's unassailable though is that central banking, as we have it today with which is all in on discretion and has almost no lawful or ruled down component to it, just isn't working for the American people, so we need something to tie their hands if not gold, it's got to be something else
0: Alexander, uh, tell everybody um, how they can find your work, your book, etc
1: absolutely. So my website is www.awsalter.com. There's a link to my new book, which is right on the homepage. page. The book is all about monetary rules and why we think the central bank should follow a strict rule for monetary policy. Also, on my website, you can find all of my academic writing and you can find all of my popular writing on, uh, on another page, which is also there, uh, including today's Wall Street Journal article.
0: OK, and I recommend following him on Twitter, folks. This guy has a lot of information. Alex, great to talk with you again. Thank you very much, Brian. Always a pleasure.